Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Let's step up together this December for the Goal Mile. Proudly supported by AIB. Well, you've been hearing a lot about Strep A recently, and there was a sad passing of a five-year-old girl, and a lot of parents in particular are increasingly worried about the illness, trying to ensure that their children are kept away from it, if at all possible, and safe. So what are the signs and symptoms to look out for? Well, Irish pharmacist Sheena Mitchell has published a useful guide about Strep A and scarlet fever on wondababa.ie, and she's on the line now. Good morning to you. Good morning, Joe. So first of all, um, tell me exactly what strep A is and and what parents should be watching out for. Yeah, and this is where a lot of confusion arises because strep A is actually responsible for quite a few different, I suppose, diseases that present in young kids. So we're all familiar with a strep throat, so that's one of them. And people will also know about impetigo which is a highly contagious rash that happens around the mouth and on hands of young kids but I suppose more topical at the moment is scarlet fever so all of these conditions are caused by the same group of bacteria and scarlet fever is a tricky one at the moment because in the UK it's a notifiable disease whereas in Ireland it's not so in the UK we know that their figures from basically week 37 to now, so that's kind of covering the October-November period, they had, you know, four times their normal levels of scarlet fever reported. And with the increase in scarlet fever and any strep A infection becomes, I suppose, a possibility of an invasive group A streptococci infection, which obviously is what's scaring most parents at the moment. But it is important to kind of emphasise that that invasive disease is, is quite rare. Okay. Scarlet fever, I mean, to be honest, it sounds like something from Dickensian times. <laughs> yeah, and it used to be really common, you know, many decades ago. And in recent years, it hasn't been so much of an issue. But it's always been there. And there has been cases kind of every year, you know, and doctors would be used to treating it. The reason it's called scarlet fever is really because it can tend to cause a flushed face in children. And what you'll notice is that there can be a white area around their mouth and then the rest of their cheeks and face will be flushed. But also with it, they'll get a rash. And the rash usually starts two to three days after the sickness starts. So after your child starts complaining about, you know, feeling unwell, maybe having a bit of a fever and a sore throat, they can get this rash rash that's described as almost like sandpaper. It's red and kind of blotchy. And eventually, a week or two after the the illness passes, you know, you can actually end up with peeling skin that looks like sunburn. So it's quite distinctive. But the earlier signs would be things like sore throat, a high fever, a headache, and often the tongue can be affected. So strawberry tongue is a term that's used to describe a strep A infection in the throat and on the tongue. So the tongue gets very red with little dots on it. What what can be done to treat it, Gina? So the good news is that any kind of strep A infection is uh, treatable with antibiotics and generally it's penicillin-based one. Now, obviously, I suppose we're used to bad news as well in terms of health over the last few years. There are some intermittent shortages on penicillin um, in Ireland at the moment. Um, but there are alternatives. There are second-line antibiotics that are available. 
So what I kind of I'm hoping to do is raise awareness for this amongst GPs as well, so that they when they're prescribing a prescription for an antibiotic, that they maybe put down a couple of options. So have a first line and a second line on one prescription, and then the pharmacy will be able to give you what's available at that time. Okay, and so the severe sore throat. I mean that that can be associated with strep A without it being scarlet fever. Am I right? Absolutely. So you can have just a strep throat. And the scarlet fever really arrives from what happens is the bacteria release toxins and the toxins cause this rash. And that's a different issue. That's not where it enters the bloodstream because when it enters the bloodstream, that's the invasive group A strep you'll hear about. And are children more likely to be affected by this than adults? Yeah, so children under two actually have some immunity from their mothers. So it carries forward till about the age of two. And by the time children are 10, they've built up kind of enough immunity themselves from being exposed to strep over the years. So really, it mostly is affecting children between the ages of two and eight. And that has been made worse by the separation required by COVID-19 restrictions. Exactly. We've seen it with RSV and, you know, the huge rise in cases um, due to kind of this immunity gap. And we're now seeing it, I suppose, with strep. But there isn't really clear information yet as to why scarlet fever, you know, has increased so much. I mean, there's certain assumptions, but we don't have definitive, you know, information on that. No, the HSE are reiterating this morning that if a child is unwell, that child should be kept out of school. To be fair to most parents, I think they are doing that. Yeah, many are, but I suppose it's it's really to, to get everyone on the same page. And another important aspect of that is that Stress can actually last on surfaces as well for some time. So I hate to be going back to the days where I'm saying, you know, get the antibacterial sprays and wipes out and clean down toys and, you know, maybe desks in school and that kind of thing. All of those measures kind of need to be, you know, firmed up on a little bit at the moment as well. It it is important to emphasise, though, that the vast majority of children are affected mildly by this, you know, hospitalisation and, God forbid, death, extremely rare. Extremely rare. And it is, that's the whole thing. This isn't a new disease. It is treatable. It has been going on, you know, for the last number of years as well. Um, And actually, the numbers of that invasive disease in the year to date are currently 55. And there was no rise in it this week. Now, obviously, next week, we know the figures will be different after the very sad sad loss of that little four-year-old. But um, the the figures are still almost half of what they were at pre-pandemic levels. So it's hard to know what's going to happen yet. But I think it's wise to be cautious when you look at the number of cases um, in the UK. One other thing, I mean, is there any truth at all? You know, people traditionally would have said, oh, a good cold snap, you know, it'll get rid of all those bugs. Unfortunately, with scarlet fever or any strep A infection and indeed any viral infection, you know, they are living in the throats and nasal passageways of 20% of the population anyway, the strep A. And sometimes disease happens and when it does, because Bacterial diseases are also covered through cough droplets and sneezing, all that kind of thing. And then obviously people, if hand hygiene isn't great, and in kids, very challenging. I know myself, I have three young kids, to make sure they're washing the hands enough. Mm. Um, with kids so much indoors now, and especially with the cold weather, you know, people are spending, I suppose, 
more time in a constricted space and especially right. in the classrooms. So I, I, I'm not sure that that's going to to help uh, us here. Okay. okay, listen, great advice this morning. I'm sure very reassuring, especially for parents listening. That's uh, pharmacist Sheena Mitchell, and she is a useful guide on all of this on wonderbaba.ie. I just like saying that. Your views, your news, your limerick today with Joe Nash on Live 95.